0: Welcome to the first installments of Light Steps, the live Facebook podcast. Or is it the live Facebook Live plus the podcast? I don't know. I'm working out the kinks for sure. Today, as the pilot episode, I wanted to talk about something that is actually fairly near and dear to my heart, and that's basically living on mission. Um, And I want to couch it in terms of. Of something I've seen a ton of times um, in going on short term mission trips. I've been down to Nicaragua 15 times, went to Ukraine uh, three times. Uh, I've been to Mexico a couple times, Puerto Rico a couple times. I've gone all over the United States, been all over my state doing disaster relief, doing um, evangelistic work. Um, Just been a, a lot of places, and it's been a really interesting ride. And um, I come back home, and what, what always happens is I have built some really incredible friendships. And I've also kept up with a lot of those friends. And um, in listening to those friends, a lot of them have what I call short-term mission trip sickness. And I've taken some time over the years to to sit down and have conversations, to write emails, and just talk to people about what's going on in their heart and in their mind. And what is the cure for short-term, post-short-term mission trip sickness? And so today, I want to share some thoughts in that area, right? And you're sitting there saying, but I haven't just come back from a short-term mission trip, so you're not talking to me, surely, um, but actually, I'm talking to every disciple of Jesus because I, I believe that the foundational issue is that we are called to offer ourselves up in service to God and to be disciple makers, to be evangelists and edifiers everywhere we go. And what happens on a short term mission trip is we just get totally um, we get totally given to that work, and we love it, and then we come back home, and we say, I can't wait till we go back there, and I think what God's calling us to is to to live that way right where we stand, so um, I've often told people that if they wanted to, if they really wanted to cure Uh, post-short-term mission trip sickness that what they should do is take two shots of John 15 and a shot of the Great Commission and call me in the morning. Seriously, Uh, abide in Jesus and make disciples there. You're fixed, right? Again, someone's saying, I didn't just come back from a short-term mission trip. He's not talking to me. I, I think if you're a disciple of Jesus, and his heart is beginning to beat in your heart and you're beginning to have his mind then the thing we're most longing for is these very things abiding in Jesus okay and making disciples and so it's not just a cure for the passionate heart who's just come back from a short-term mission trip it's a cure for the lethargic or a restless heart the apathetic Christian heart here in America. So I want to share 30 or 40 thoughts. Just kidding. But I do really have a list. Um, I think about all the times uh, I've taken groups down to Nicaragua. And people will come back home and and invariably two things will happen. One, they'll say, I can't wait to go back to Nicaragua, which is awesome, right? Right um and then the other thing you know that will happen is more times than not that person won't do here what they went a lot of trip through a lot of trouble to do somewhere else and so it's hard to believe this but for real the the cure to what's going on in your heart is just to do you know to take up your calling right where you stand so let's take a few minutes and unfold this okay what you love that happens in a short-term mission trip, what you really love is that it's all about Jesus. Right? It's all about Jesus. Note the uncomfortable pause. It's all about Jesus. And what you have loved in that experience is you've turned off the TV, okay? You turn off the TV, you stop running around like a chicken with your hair cut off, you stop obsessing over your lawn, you stop... Um, house cleaning, you stop watching Netflix or Sports Center uh, for hours on end, and you've gotten out among people and served the living God. You know, um, the mission trip was about Jesus and it focused you on the Lord Jesus. When Jesus calls the very first disciples, what does he say? He says, Follow me. And what often happens on a short-term mission trip is all the junk is cut away and you spend some days or maybe a couple of weeks or maybe even more just following Jesus. And you think, you think that that is about that place or those people, but really it was about following Jesus. So what's the first pill I want you to take, right? If, you, if you're if you experiencing post-short-term mission trip sickness, first pill I want you to take is to follow Jesus where, right where you stand, or if you're experiencing worldly lethargy, if you're experiencing you know this this um this this terrible mess of just you know living in the world, and you you feel like you lack a passionate purpose, then I would say what you definitely want to do is you want to dig into. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. You want to learn what it means to abide in Jesus. You want to learn what it means to bear fruit for God's glory. You want to learn what it means for God to be pruning and sanctifying you every day. That's what that short-term mission trip was doing for you, right? It was pruning and sanctifying you, okay? And uh, you just want to dig into that area of your life, right? What you're missing, I'm going to get to it more in a minute, but I have to mention it. A lot of them say can't wait to get back down there and tell people about jesus tell people about jesus right where you stand okay so the big thing is pill number one is is to literally follow jesus right you're not if you don't follow jesus you are not a follower of jesus you ever thought about that like somebody will say you know i'm a follower of jesus are you following him if you're not following jesus you're not a follower of jesus Okay, secondly, the second pill we need to think is, um, we need to take is just to have a word-focused life. I can't tell you how many times we've gone on short-term mission trips and morning, noon, and night, we're in the word. We have devotions, different people sharing, people sharing their testimonies, people doing stuff from scriptures. People are teaching the scriptures, um, whether it's backyard Bible clubs right here in America or, or VBS or, or you go to another country and you just word, 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 word. It set your thinking. It told your heart how to feel, it resisted self and self centered attitudes. It informed every day, all day, what we were supposed to be doing. It put our focus on Jesus. And we were just in that word, every day, all day. For you people who can't speak that sort of language, it means every day, all the time. In the word. Guess what? That's what God wants for your life today. He wants you word-directed. Okay? Don't forget that first thing. right? Jesus-focused, word-directed. Okay? Jesus-focused, word-directed. Okay, Many of us live and identify constantly with people who do not care about God, or if they care about God, scare quotes, as Dr. Albert Molin calls them, if they care about God, it's hard to tell that it affects their life on a day-to-day basis. Seriously, seriously, let's keep it real. Being caught up in the American culture and tripping over silly stuff Every day, day by day, it can simply be cured with intentional discipleship. Okay? Abiding in Jesus. Focus on the word. When you were on that short-term mission trip, or if this is just simply lacking in your life, if you were on that short-term mission trip, that's what you loved. It was all about Jesus, and you were in the word day after day after day. We come back home and we think we miss that place or those people. What we're missing is being all about Jesus and being in the word all day. Third big deal. You are on a big team and you are most likely part of a smaller team. And You pushed one another to, to mission pursuit. You pushed one another to excellence. You held one another accountable in your behavior and you served one another. Okay, you know what that's called? It's called being the church. Welcome aboard. <laughs> and, you, and, you know, you rightly loved it. You rightly loved it on that short-term mission trip. And part of what happens when you come home, and you go, I wish I could go back there. You miss living that lifestyle. You just do. You miss the accountability. Um, you, you know you miss the fellowship, you miss all the conversations you had, you miss telling your story and opening up your lives to other people, you know, you're dead tired, you're sitting around, you start sharing, you miss opening your life, life. you miss others opening their lives to you, I mean, it's actually just how we're supposed, we're called to to, to live all the time, right, we're not called to um, only go to church, I, I, you know, I'm not like everybody. I don't. I don't reject religion. I'm. I'm like the Apostle J- James. I reject worthless religion. I reject empty religion. I embrace fruitful religion. Right. So we love that thing. We love that thing of being that right there together with the body of Christ, loving one another, supporting one another, pushing one another. Like that. Like that verse says. You know, compel one another to acts of love and good deeds. Hebrews chapter nine. We, we were just totally in that, and so you come back home, right? And you you subtract yourself on a day to day basis from that community, and then you try to dip your feet into it on a Sunday and a Wednesday here and there, and and you you just you just don't get it. I mean, you, you know, you just don't get that same experience. So you say, I wish I was back in that place. It's not about being back in that place. It's about living that life, and that life is not connected to a certain dis, uh, to a certain geography and it's certainly not only connected okay to a certain uh, geography not to not to uh, only to a certain geography and it's not dis, the life of God is not disconnected when you're not in a certain geography that that we're, we're actually called to to totally embrace this this Christian life focused on Jesus about the word On a team, accountable. Okay. The other thing, constantly serving. You loved it. You found it refreshing. Okay. Focus on Jesus. And what kind of goes unspelled is not focused on yourself. See, see (laughs) being humble, beloved friends. Okay. Uh, being, being humble is not Uh, thinking less of yourself, right? Being humble is thinking of yourself less. And what happens on a short-term mission trip a lot of times is we don't have time to think of ourselves. We intentionally didn't go there to think of ourselves. We went there to put others first. We went there to be part of a team. We went there to embrace the work, right? And so that constant service really encouraged us. It encouraged us a ton. And so, Um, is, you know, the question is, is that your mentality or habit? Now, I remember this story from the scriptures. I've shared it with my, my daughters. I can't tell you how many times. And the story is, um, you know, of Jesus, uh, talking to his closest followers and he doesn't say, Hey guys, don't be great. He actually asks the question, Hey, would you like to be great? Okay. You do. Awesome. Let me tell you the pathway to greatness, right? The first will be last and last will be first. The pathway to greatness is humble service. And one thing that people totally love on short-term mission trips is they get up every day, right, intent on focusing on Jesus, intent on being in the word, intent on being on a team of, you know, fellowshipping people, right, who held one another accountable to the faith and constantly served and the good work of God. Okay? And we come back home and we pick up the same old non satisfied habits and hobbies. And we need to embrace the mentality of Christian greatness, right? The pathway to greatness is humble service. I wish somebody would say amen. But of course, I guess when I'm doing a podcast, there's nobody there to say amen. Hmm. Here's a question though. Okay. Is that your mentality is your mentality to be a servant? Is your habit be a servant be honest uh if i'm honest with myself in a culture right such as ours that is really affluent and very busy it is often easier to just think about myself to grab this and do that to make myself comfortable make myself um to to seek leisure to seek pleasure it's actually a lot easier but it's also draining you know I've, i've shared some with some people recently um I was talking with a group of people and I was talking about the difference between hate and love and the similarities. Here's a similarity between hate and love. Both hate and love are totally exhausting. They're emotionally draining. Except hate has no reward, okay? Love has incredible rewards. In like manner, serving yourself and serving others is totally exhausting. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Both are totally exhausting. However, serving others is also totally rewarding. Okay. You know what else we loved about being on a short-term mission trip or what we're lacking, and we don't know it because we've never been on a short-term mission trip. A thing we love or a thing we lack is structure. Structure that all these things I've mentioned beforehand, structure serves. Right serves to enable and empower those things to be rattly, radically effective in our lives. We we love the structure. We we went on the we went on the team and we like who's the leader? What's the schedule? What are we doing today? And, and we loved it. We loved it. We gave our lives over to somebody else's command. You know, um, we're, you know, we're we're missing that. We miss that. Um, we uh we get down a lot because uh. You know, we're just not focused on the work of the Lord. We're not submitted to a disciple, to someone to disciple us. We're not, we're not submitted to the word of God. We're not submitted to the power of God. And so we run around just mostly, you know, again, serving ourselves and structuring our days, been on ourselves. So we need the structure. Also, what we loved about being on a short-term mission trip or what we possibly lack, right, Maybe you've never gone on a short-term mission trip. You're saying this is not for me. I'm telling you, it is. Some of us haven't gone on that short-term mission trip, so we don't know what that's like. We don't we don't know there's something to miss. Another thing that we often lack is the idea that there is no escape. Right? You on a short-term mission trip? You you know, especially if you go away somewhere, you say, "Well, I'm here. I'm here till it's over." And that that not having somewhere to go is actually totally refreshing. And and so we can't run away. We can't can't practice all the forms of escapism that we usually do when we're back in our home zone. Well, what if you saw the work of God is not, you know, there's nowhere nowhere to escape from the work of God. There's nowhere to escape from the call of God. Um, it It is what I've been given for my life. Okay. Let's take a deep breath. That was a lot of stuff. I don't know if you guys have picked up on it, but I've listed like seven things. Um, so I got a, I got a couple, a couple, three more. But let's just let's just recap. The first two or three were the most important, right? The thing that happens to us on a short term mission trip that we that we then start to think was about that place. The thing that happens is we totally focus on Jesus. We spend our time in the Word. We live in community. We're held accountable. We we exercise constant service. We live selfless in someone else's structure. I believe that's what God has called us to anyway. Well, That's what God's called us to anyway. Okay? So, what sort of gets us here and sort of knocks the legs out, to, out of some of that stuff is it, it um, hmm. I want to be gentle, but I want to be direct. Um, often when we go on camps or long retreats with young people and you see God do a work in them, you know, I, I'll tell them, it's like, do you know what just happened in your life? What just happened was you put down the cell phones, you put down the drama, you actually got into words, you had conversations with other people, and it was incredible, right? And at the end of that week at camp, I'll often tell young people, you, you know why you were so blessed? Because you were positioned to receive a blessing. All this all this letting things go and these taking up of other things, it positions you. It opens your mind. It opens your heart. It positions you to receive from the Lord. Okay. But now you're going back home. That's what I'll tell young people. And you're going to have to be your own butcher. You're going to have to look at your week. You're going to have to cut some stuff off. You're just going to have to cut some stuff off. I wish somebody would say amen, right? You're going to have to cut some stuff off. You're going to have to cut some things out. You're going to have to let some hobbies go. You're going to, you know, you might need to totally throw away your cell phone. You might need to get rid of your iPad. You might need to delete some apps. You may need to set some time every day where you turn your phone on so you can uh, return messages and stuff like that. And for greater parts of a day, turn it off, okay? Okay. You you might have to you might have to you know cut off your cable and you might have to embrace an accountability group. In other words, on a, on a mission trip or being at camp or something, um, you know, sort of the whole experience is like you have your own chef that's dishing up the meal. Well, you got to come back home and get to cooking. You got to be your own butcher. You got to cut the fat and the bone out, right? And you you know you just gotta you just gotta get real. Some uh, some of us don't even know how good. Uh, letting go of things is until we're actually in a position where it happens. You know, and we've let it all go and because that thing is, those things aren't constantly engaging with us, we're now free to engage with all the other kinds of things, right? That's what happens to a young person at camp. That's why it's such a valuable experience. That's what happens often when someone goes on a short-term mission trip. And that's what we're lacking and we don't know it if we've never done either thing, okay? And so... Um, we often think, um, it was a mission trip that made us feel so good. So we want to go back. We want to escape back into the thing that was very rewarding. I'm telling you, God wants you to live a rewarding life right now. What we need is just to live on mission. Can I get an amen? We just need to live on mission. Okay. All right. A couple more things, and these are going to be a little bit tough more things and these are going to be a little tough are you ready if you're thinking about that camp or that short-term mission trip and you and you you say i want to get back there and serve the Lord," okay thing number one if you really missed those people you were serving in a foreign or far away place then you would keep serving them while you're here You would be praying for them while we're here. You would be advocating for them while they're here, okay? The other thing, if you say serving God really fired you up, um, being on mission really fired you up, if you really missed that, okay? Okay. Then, then you don't have to. You can do it right where you stand. You can. If you're going on a foreign mission trip, you can support those people from afar. You can labor for those people from afar, right? And you can labor for the Lord right where you are. Hey, okay? I know that's sort of tough. If you really miss a place, like I love my my brother Alberto and my sister Minerva in in Nicaragua. If you if you really miss those people in that place, then it will be your your prayer life will be. Fueled and fired up about those people. I miss. I miss my friend Slavic in Ukraine. My my friend Roman. Uh, Roman. I, I, I miss tons of people. Right. So I'm still laboring for these people in prayer. Right. I, I still have a burden for them. Okay. And if I say that what I loved about those places was the chance to serve the Lord, then surely I must see there's a chance to serve the Lord right where I stand. All these things I've numbered and named are the very things of what it means to um, abide in Jesus and be a fruit bearing believer. Living for Jesus, being word focused, constant fellowship, being accountable, having structure, getting rid of the weights that hold us back facing our personal history and sharing with others and allowing them to share with us getting a burden for people getting a burden for places being burdened for the gospel and exercising these burdens right where we stand right on a mission trip we get all of that course some seven days nine days 14 days we get all of that stuff but what I contend is we can have it right now The greatest things about short-term mission trips could be they show us that living a life of service and good works and the gospel is a blessing to our souls. And that's what we're being called to right where we uh, stand. Living a life of service and and good works and the gospel, right? And we miss those places because it gave us the opportunity to live the life we're really being called to. And so this is where I want to turn today as executive director of my life matters. And I have another ministry role. I am one of the elders. I'm the senior elder at um, East rock community church. I would say in either of these positions, I also feel like in the local church, um, the greater local church besides my local church, I I would say, you know, um, because I've built so many relationships with them, I would say um, in all the places where I do formal ministry and informal ministry, where I do um, pointed leadership and where I do sort of um, partner leadership, okay, you might call it, I would say that I believe with all my heart that everything we love, that you love about going off to camps, that we love about going off to short-term mission trips, it is possible right where we stand. And I believe Serving God, doing good works, and being focused on the gospel is the calling to every single believer. Sure, sure. Another thing you loved is not having to go to your job every day. <laughs> See, you actually loved working. So it's not work you hate. Also, it's your job you hate, right? What if we began to embrace our jobs as the ministry, as the mission field? What if we began to embrace our neighborhoods as the places where um, I I Our global heart for lost people is finding a local expression. What if we saw that? I believe this is what we're called to. Where do you start? First, you have to focus on Jesus. Will you? Will you focus on Jesus? Will you get on mission? Will you start to say, God, what is it I can do right here where I am? What, What good work can I do? Okay. Where does the gospel need to be proclaimed? Who can I evangelize? Who can I share the gospel with? Who, do, who can be edified? Who can I build up in their faith? Let me get on mission. Let me lay down hobbies and habits and weights that are holding me back and get serious about the life of um, the Lord Jesus and the life of his church right now. So I want to close by sharing some very, very familiar scripture. Okay. Very familiar scripture. We often call it the great commission. Okay. But as Jesus is preparing to ascend back uh, to the heavens, right before he does, he says in Matthew chapter 28, um, verses 19 through 20, uh, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. All right, what's the therefore? Because all authority has been given to him, and he's he's given that authority. Um, Authorities, he is. Jesus, what am I going to do with my authority? I'm going I'm to vest my authority in my mission in my people. So, because authority has been given to me, let me tell you what I'm going to do with it. That's what Jesus is saying. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age to cure post short term mission trip sickness is actually just to embrace the disciples life right where you stand. I gotta tell you guys, I just find that so amazing, so rewarding. I find that to be the very thing that God has called us to. I find this to be the, the key to our joy. I find it to be the pathway to our contentment. And so um, in summation, in summation, maybe you're one of those young people who's been off to a camp and you know, that dread of having to go home on Friday, maybe you're that person that's been on a short term mission trip and you just think, I, I, I really, really, really love, I really totally love that place I went to and I can't wait to go back. Or maybe, simply put, you're that you're that person who just wants to take up. Like you, you say, I've never been on short-term ministry but I've never been to camp, but I know something's missing in my life. Here's what it is: abiding in Jesus, living a life of service, living a life oriented by the Word, living a life is about gospel. Living for Jesus, word focused, constant fellowship with the body of Christ, accountability, structure that serves the gospel, getting rid of the weights that hold us back, facing our personal history and letting God touch it, getting a burden for people, getting a burden for places, and getting a passion for the gospel of Christ. This will not only cure post-camp sickness, post-short-term mission trip sickness, this will cure sickness That's keeping us from focusing on the gospel that is getting us locked down in lethargy and apathy and cultural drunkenness we're just drunk on being american and we need to be filled with the holy ghost there's your pilot episode of um, light steps podcast and simultaneously uh light steps live via facebook so thank you guys for listening uh um, if you want to put me down go ahead and leave in the comments if you've got some constructive criticism I'm certainly willing to listen to that too, but as it is to God be the glory the great things. He have done So loved He the world. And he gave us his son I pray this beautiful truth captures our hearts and We take up our call to be ambassadors for the king in his kingdom. Thank you guys for listening. Peace